0: Welcome to the Challenges of Change, the podcast where we explore the transformative journey towards self improvement and personal growth. I'm your host, Laura, a mindset coach in the health and fitness industry, here to guide you through the hurdles that life throws at you. In each episode, we'll delve into practical strategies and insightful discussions to help you manage stress, regulate your emotions, upgrade your mindset, and ultimately reclaim your sense of worth. I'm thrilled to have you join me on this journey of change, challenges, and self-discovery. Welcome back to another episode of the Challenges of Change. Today, we're going to talk about values and how they shape your life And how you can use them to create the life that you want to experience. So before I dive too deeply into that, I want you to zoom out with me and consider what's currently driving your life decisions. When you're making day-to-day decisions, it can be at work, with your family, with your friends, doesn't matter. But when you're thinking about why you're choosing what you're choosing or how you're choosing, what's really driving the behavior? The most common answer I get is never really sourced from the person themselves. When I talk to my clients, I get a lot of I'm trying to think about what they want to hear or I'm trying to fit in, so what I like see other people saying I'm going to say or I'm going to do. It speaks to a huge stressor in our life that so many of us experience, which is doubt. We want to do well and we want to be perceived in a certain way, and that gives our identity a uh, version of safety, so to speak. But we can put on this false bravado self and wear our masks, but that doesn't mean that we're not also cultivating a stressful environment inside ourselves because we're just stewing in our own heat of indecision and self-doubt. It leaves us challenged to trust ourselves, and I get it. You know, It's scary. It really is. It's super scary to want to do well, to want to meet people's expectations, to want to protect your self-identity. And right on the other side of that is the fear of failing. And that fear is very real. But that fear also perpetuates stress in and of itself. In another episode, coming soon, we'll be talking about fear And what its purpose is to begin with. But for right now, the worst thing we can do with fear is blindly trust it. It is there to make us more aware, to make us challenge ourselves, to make us consider it. So if we're feeling afraid of failing, which is super common, why? Why are we afraid of failing? What are we going to make it mean? And normally what I get from people is, well, people will think blank. People will think I'm not good enough. People will think I'm bad at my job. People will think I'm stupid. Are you in people's minds? How do you know what they're thinking? We don't. Charles Horton Cooley is one of my favorite quotes. quotes he said, uh, I'm not who I think I am. I'm not who you think I am. I am who I think you think I am. I'm going to say that one more time. I'm not who I think I am. I'm not who you think I am. I am who I think you think I am. Meaning we don't know ourselves. And that is where the self-doubt and this fear of failure comes from, because we don't even know the strengths of our characteristics that we can rely on. And so we're stuck in doubt. Let me give you an example. Let's say you start a new job. Normally when people start a new job, at least from the clientele that I've experienced and even my own personal experience, people want to show up as a hundred. They wanna give off the right first impression. They want to be perceived as someone that they can the company can count on and that their coworkers can rely on, and just a good worker. But like any new job, you don't completely understand, you know, the X's, the Y's, and the Zs of the flow. And what I see so often, and I am totally guilty of falling into this myself, is we put on this bravado self, we overexceed our capacity, we just plow through and end up creating these unrealistic expectations of ourselves and of within the company and within our coworkers of what they can expect of us moving forward. So we're there trying to protect our self-identity, and our perception of ourselves. But then we give people this whole, look at what we can do, which exceeds the actual daily norm that is feasible. What I encourage people to, and even what I did the last time I had a new job, was ask too many questions. And I say too many because I don't know what the line of too many is, but I just asked every question I had because the reality is, I do want to do well, and if I don't get my questions answered, how am I going to be able to do well? I'm going to be spending like at least 50% more energy trying to figure it out on my own, trying to guess what they want to hear when really I could just ask, and when I did it, it was super uncomfortable. It was super uncomfortable because, well, if you tuned into last episode... It was super uncomfortable because I don't have a lot of experience asking questions that I might perceive the other person would take as she's stupid or she's so much work. And we all know those friends of ours or even yourself have had this experience where there's a new hire and they're just kind of venting about how they can't wait for that new hire to kind of get up to speed because it's extra work on the person. I don't disagree with that. And having been in both shoes, the manager's shoe and the new hire, it's the manager's job to literally get you to understand the work. So why not ask questions rather than doubt yourself and perpetuate stress? So if we want to be able to ditch the burnout that we're just constantly creating by putting on these masks and cultivate confidence, we have to be brave enough to try to try and go into these new experiences with intention. And that's the point, we don't have to go in blind. And this is where your values come in. So I want you to think about these questions. What values and beliefs do you hold dear? And how do they shape your desires and your actions? Our values are working beneath our conscious awareness every day. If you ever feel like one of your boundaries is crossed, it's probably because something you value wasn't honored as well. So if you have a friend who's talking behind your back, maybe trust is being broken and you value trust, or maybe loyalty is being broken and you value loyalty. Regardless of what it is, boundaries and values are very close in their experience. The challenge with values is When you connect with them, they can give you so much power to guide your life, to guide your decisions with clarity and actually really go pretty far to dissipate the fear of failure. But again, you have to be brave enough to try. Because when you actually think about your values, it's easy to say, I value loyalty. I value productivity. I value trust. I value honesty, whatever your value system is. And it's very easy to say that, but to live it, it's a little bit harder. Let me give you an example. I work with a lot of people who love their families abundantly, but also put a ton of pressure on themselves and are very very stressed and when it comes to the value of work and the value of family these values are very important to these clients of mine but they're undefined and the behaviors of them aren't completely understood if you ask any of these clients they'll tell you that they value family over work but their actions don't support that and the blurry line is Well, I'm doing this to provide for my family. Maybe. I don't know everyone's individual situation and I'm no one to judge it, so maybe. But what I see more often than not is most of these clients are working from a limiting belief of not enough. So they feel like they need more money, more resources, and their motivation is so they can provide for their family. But what their family values and what they value within family is the quality time or just the being of togetherness. So when they use the excuse, reason, you can choose which one you go with, Of I'm valuing family by working overload. Is that really a behavior that aligns with family? Or is that a behavior that aligns with work? Normally when I ask my clients that, they end up seeing things a little differently. And in order to change it, they have to be uncomfortable because again, they don't have a ton of experience putting the actions of family values ahead of the actions of work values, which are a little bit more self-protective. So I'll give you a personal example of how this has affected my life and so many different ways that it has helped guide me back to alignment in the most powerful way. When COVID hit, I used work to kind of deal with everything. I escaped into work. I got really consumed in it. And I'm a really freaking cool job. It is so much fun. It is so awesome. So why wouldn't I? But I would work myself tirelessly. And then I wouldn't have any time for my husband. If you look at my actions there, it would say that my value system is work and helping others over my husband. That's not where my heart and my head is, though. My heart and my head is very much husband before helping others and work. And this was at the beginning of my self-discovery journey. Unfortunately, I have a really cool husband and he told me about it. And he told me he felt like he was getting the scraps of me. And although that was tough to hear, he was right. I was burning myself out through the day and leaving him with this empty vessel I was giving him the worst of me when he deserves the best of me and so we created some boundaries together so that i could adapt my needs within my work schedule but also allow him to feel like a priority and ever since he shined that light on me it's gotten very clear and if i'm ever having to negotiate our date night because there's a networking event or a speaking opportunity it is never a, let's just not do it. It's a, where can we find time to connect instead? Because that's super important for him, but it's also really important to me. And that is a values aligned decision. If he didn't tell me that I was giving him the scraps, I mean, fingers crossed, I would have figured it out at some point with my self-discovery journey. But I didn't want that to happen for you know two, three, 10 years. I'm happy he told me when he told me because I'm human. I'm going to make mistakes. But it was seeing how I was valuing things that really opened me up. Or I'll tell you a recent one. Oh, this one hit me hard. And I'm sure many of you have experienced this. So the current financial climate isn't awesome. Money for most people is a little bit tight and I mean, we can thank inflation and post-COVID for that. And I found myself in the hustle. Now, I was seeing these numbers come in and it was making me really uncomfortable. And so I was hustling and I was so burnt out. And like I said, I have the best job ever. So why should I be burnt out? I normally get filled with life with what I get to do, but I wasn't coming home like that. And so I looked at my values and I actually like did an honest self-reflection and this is what I learned I was seeing a lot of data that was pinging me and making me feel uncomfortable like there wasn't enough money coming in note my limiting belief is not enough as well and that is what that was with money but also I grew up in a time where mental health wasn't championed in the same way that it's kind of growing to be I was taught to keep going Plow through, carry on, like distract yourself. So you don't even realize that you're burnt out, but it, it wasn't working. I realized. And that's when it hit me. The values, behaviors that I was exhibiting is money over mental health because of my limiting belief. It was a sneaky little shit, but I caught it. And ever since I saw that I've been able to adjust my mindset to be aligned. Money is going to come and go. Sure, there's going to be moments where things are tighter, but literally it's always coming and going, especially if I have a job. So that's just the reality. Does that mean I might need a budget differently? Sure, we all might have to, but it comes and goes. My mental health is always going to be more important because my life experience is more important than money. And if that means I have to adapt my life experience to not have as many conveniences in order to stabilize money okay, sure, conveniences are nice, but not as nice as feeling mentally healthy. And that's when I decided to create the subscription service. So if you're interested in this, you should definitely DM me. It's a weekly values assessment where I have, I send this to all my clients. I do it myself, where I really look at top 10 values. I rate them, I look at the behaviors, and then I honestly reflect on my week. And I rate them again, based on my behaviors. And what it's done is it's really helped me live with purpose. And it's helped ground me. Because I can keep my values at the front of my mind. When I'm seeing that I'm falling into a victim headspace, or I'm feeling disempowered, I can look to my values to help guide me out of that. In a way, they're kind of like a lighthouse for me. How can I use the values I hold dear to shape the best decisions for me, not necessarily the easiest all the time, but the most fulfilling and the most rewarding. And I think that's really the point. We make so many decisions about our day-to-day life out of stress, out of people pleasing, fitting in, just trying to make others happy. And we don't know if we did good until we don't get disciplined. Even doing it that way, we're still going to end up making a mistake because that's part of the human experience. But when you make values-aligned decision, when you are standing in front of whatever decision it might be, and you really contemplate how you want to take action based on what you value most, even if you do make a mistake, you don't feel bad about it. It might bum you a minute, but you know with grounded clarity that You made a values-aligned choice, and if that leaves ickiness around you, it wasn't for you. It doesn't feel like a personal attack. It doesn't feel like you did anything wrong because you made a grounded decision from your value space for you. It's actually such a fulfilling way of living. So then the question becomes, all right, living with values helps you live with purpose, helps you live a more fulfilled life, helps you stay grounded in your awareness and just have that vibrancy. Not to mention, it helps prevent our burnout. But how do we get that in our brain to begin with? Well, like I said, I found that taking a weekly assessment was super useful, which is why I created that weekly subscription. So if you want that, just let me know and I'm happy to tag you onto that list and you can just do that. Alternatively, I would encourage you to take 10 minutes and think about what makes you feel alive when you're doing things, when you're around people, whatever it might be. What makes you feel energized and kind of place them in order of what's rewarding and fulfilling, not necessarily what's most comfortable, And based on what you see, challenge yourself to live your next week in the order of what you actually value and be super conscious of the behaviors, which would probably mean doing a daily kind of reflection. You could do that in the shower. You can do it while brushing your teeth. It doesn't have to be a huge thing. But if you want to change your mindset so where you can be in charge, where you can live a purposeful and connected life and not stress out about the insecurities because you know what's important to you, values can be that guiding light for you, but it's gonna take a little bit of intention on your part. So what I encourage you to do is make a list of the values that ring true to your head and your heart. Get to know the behaviors that lie within those and create a reflection Practice to honestly look at yourself with compassion. Judgment doesn't have any value here. Look at your behaviors with compassion and consider based on what I see in terms of my behaviors, how do I want to live differently next week or what am I proud of myself for? You'll hear me say this many, many times on this podcast. We get one life. We tend to not remember that or value that or respect it until something horrible happens to us. Instead of waiting for the shit to hit the fan, use your values to make every day so spectacular that if or when the shit hits the fan, you won't feel like you missed out on your life. But That is all I have for you today. Thank you again for tuning in to the challenges of change. If you enjoyed what you heard, share it with a friend, talk to your loved ones about it, connect with people to spread the word of health so that we can have everyone making Values Alliance decisions. And if you haven't already, please subscribe because I love sharing this information with you and I can't wait to tell you about what we're going to talk about next week, which is the importance of personal joy and how we can get to our greatest fulfillment in our lives. You don't want to miss it. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of the challenges of change. If you're ready to stop stressing and reclaim your sense of worth be sure to visit my website at www.changebychallenge.com. There, you'll find loads of resources, blog posts, and information on how to work with me, Cora, as your personal mindset coach. Remember, if it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. Don't let burnout or any other obstacle hold you back from living your best life. Take the first steps towards positive transformation today. Thank you again for listening. Stay confident, stay inspired, and embrace the challenges of change. Until next time.